This is the Earn More as a Life Coach podcast with Victoria Gibson, episode one. Welcome to Earn More as a Life Coach with Victoria Gibson, the marketing resource for life coaches who want to transform more lives with their coaching and earn more while they do it. Well, hello, coaches, and welcome to the premiere episode of the Earn More as a Life Coach podcast. I'm Victoria Gibson, and this is the place for life coaches to go to discover how to reach more people using the power of online marketing so you can get better results for your clients in less time while making more money. The aim of this podcast is to help you increase your confidence in coaching and embrace the power of marketing to radically shift your results. Every episode is a standalone lesson, so you can dive in brand new each week or listen into several episodes to fast track your learning. In this episode, I'm addressing the all important topic of how to decide what to charge as a life coach. So let's dive in. When deciding what to charge for your coaching services or programs, it's really tempting to look at two factors only that determine the price you will land on. And that's number one, experience and number two competition experience is being what you think you should charge based on your coaching experience how long you've been coaching how many clients you've had that kind of thing your time since certification and your track record of getting results and the second being what your competition charges and what the going market rate is the problem with only looking at these two factors is that you ignore the value of the result you're offering to your client. And by thinking about your price in terms of how many sessions you'd like to offer or the cost per hour you'd like to charge or how many programs or inclusions or the time it takes, that defines you as a commodity rather than as a powerful transformation. So by focusing on experience and competition alone, you will inevitably end up undercharging. And this is because you're letting your ego and self-doubt determine your pricing rather than the actual value of the result or the outcome you're offering. So whether you're coaching one-to-one or working with groups or perhaps you have a mastermind offer, I want you to use the value pricing approach when it comes to deciding what to charge instead. Now, this will enable you to charge more for your coaching and get better results for your clients, even when you are new to life coaching and you don't have a ton of experience. When I worked with Kaylee, a client of mine, she had a 10-week in-person binge eating workshop she offered in her clinic for $500 per person. Now, Kaylee is a qualified psychotherapist in the US and also a certified life coach in emotional eating. So she was able to take the best of both of those skills and combine them to create a group workshop offer, which she was very happy about when she came to me. This was because she had escaped the time per hour trap of therapy where she would charge about $200 an hour and have to deal with unmotivated clients and health insurers and all that stuff. So she felt like she'd already made some progress out of that. So although she knew she was headed in the right direction, she still wasn't hitting her revenue goals and she felt she wasn't able to charge her clients more than that $500 for the workshop and therefore her income was capped. And that's because she was thinking of it as a 10-week binge eating workshop 
and thinking how many clients she needed to reach her own income goals. She was looking at what other therapists and coaches were offering rather than the opportunity for her clients to free themselves from the grip of binge eating for good and what that would mean to them. So we went deeper into looking at the value of the transformation. We started at the true cost of the problem. That's what we wanted to look at first. Now, for a woman in her 30s, 40s or 50s caught in the grip of binge eating, the consequences are very real and very costly, not only in terms of her health, but also in terms of her confidence, peace of mind and her relationships. Like, think about it. She would be likely experiencing negative emotion most of the day, particularly after binging. There'd be that shame that would creep in. She would have the burden of keeping her binging a secret and wondering whether she would ever escape it. The cost of her staying where she is is really high. Maybe she can't find a romantic partner because her mind is full of the thoughts of binge eating and why she should stop and the shame around episodes that she had, wishing that she would be different. She's probably passed up a lot of opportunities. Maybe it's about moving forward in the career of her choice, right? Maybe it's the negative emotion around the way her body looks, okay? So, We would see that binge eating is a high cost problem, regardless of anything Kayla created and how much she put into it, how many sessions there were and how much she charged an hour, right? And that would be worth a lot to potential clients to have this problem alleviated or solved. We could see that she could still offer her courses a group program. I'm all for the leverage of group programs when you can promise a result and get there with the leverage of a group. But as a virtual offering, we could see that she could still offer her courses a group program. But I recommended she do it as a virtual offering so she could reach a bigger target audience and reach bigger location of that audience with added layers of support outside the group sessions to create the best possible chance for her achieving the promised result to stop binge eating. So when we looked at the cost of the problem and how it showed up across various areas of our target audience's life and what impact that would have and how motivated they would be to solve it, we could then see that the new virtual group offering could be a $3,000 program delivered over eight weeks. And when we created that container, Kaylee was able to enroll three clients in her first month, meaning she nearly doubled her revenue from the live workshop and delivered in less time. Remember I was saying she had a 10-week workshop where she charged $500 per person. Now she was thinking, oh great, I made $5,000 from that. And compared to one-off therapy sessions, that was definitely an improvement. But what she was underestimating was the actual significance of the problem and that there was an opportunity to not only enhance the support to get the results, but for her to also be able to charge more for that result as well. But even better, she also attracted a more motivated and engaged type of client who got better results and Kaylee was happier delivering it too. Remember, this doesn't have to only apply to coaching that helps your clients save or make money. This is about understanding the true cost of the client, keeping the problem and helping them connect to that cost rather than diving into how you're going to deliver your coaching and your experience and what others charge and all of that kind of stuff, okay? So when looking at your problem your coaching solves, I want you to think harder about the true cost of that problem across the four key areas of health, wealth, 
relationships and purpose. There's not always a direct monetary link where you can think that the problem is costing them a certain amount of money and therefore you can charge that amount of money. It's not that linear. So when you consider what to charge, decide on the outcome you're offering rather than the process of how you get there, what your client may be prepared to pay or what the competition currently charges, okay? The intersection of the true cost of the problem and the value of the outcome should guide you on what to charge for your coaching. And this makes it about the client rather than about you, okay? Because when we price based on how qualified we are and the others who serve our market, we tend to become more judgmental of ourselves and fall into doubt and fear. These are not helpful emotions when deciding what to charge for your coaching. Now, I'm not saying these factors are irrelevant, but they shouldn't be the biggest influence or the leading factors you consider when deciding on what to charge. Instead, the value of the outcome you promise should drive the price that you charge. And when your client connects with the cost of staying where they are and not getting the problem solved, then price becomes completely irrelevant. So how do you get them to see this? Well, look, I suggest that when making the offer, preferably in a conversation, rather than making it about you or what you do or how great you are, connect with them about how the problem is showing up in their lives and what consequences it is creating and let them describe these back in detail to you as you listen. As a coach, particularly if we're still building confidence, we can so easily shift into let's impress them at all cost mode, where we want them to see how great we are and hire us. Kind of like in a job interview, we feel like we're being interviewed and we need to impress them in order to get hired or in order to get our offers to convert. We have to tell our prospective clients all about how great we are and all the things were added. And often that also leads us to adding a lot more stuff into our coaching or programs than we need to, right? So beware of this trap. We need to instead have the quiet power in the relationship in order to get the highest level of investment and charge what we are worth. And by actually taking a step back and making the focus about the client, how they are struggling with the problem, how it's showing up in detail, like let's get really, really specific, right? That's how we can charge what we're worth. That's how we can start to charge more despite our length of experience or what anyone else in the market is charging. If we get our prospective clients to see the true value of their problem and they perceive us as valuable as their coach, then you become unstoppable. When you explore their experience of the problem in detail and slowly move them to where they would prefer to be, really don't be afraid to get specific here. As, you know, perpetual people pleasers, we often don't want to go to the specifics of how a problem is showing up and we want to go to the sunny side of the street where you could take them because you know what that looks like and you know how to get them there. The problem is you're not then meeting your clients where they are and where they are right now is experiencing the depth of the problem and and the cost of the problem, okay? So you want to connect to that cost with them in a conversation or in your marketing, okay? Because when you do this, you highlight the chasm of opportunity and it's what 
needs to close if they want things to change. They need to cross that chasm, okay? And you want them to be aware of that. And often many of our potential clients are unconscious of that chasm of opportunity. They're aware of the negative consequences, maybe not as specifically as you could show them, but they're definitely going to be experiencing those negative consequences, but they may not be aware that there's a possibility to cross the chasm of opportunity. And that's where you want to take them. So you should also ask them how much longer they are prepared to tolerate the problem. Not only will this further highlight the cost of them staying where they are, but it will add urgency into the mix, which is highly motivating and helps make price resistance disappear. Now, when you're aware that they can clearly see that they can't possibly stay where they are, then you are ready to make the offer. What you'll see is that the price seems utterly reasonable once they connect with the true cost of the problem and what will happen if they stay where they are. What you'll find with this approach is that they will literally be throwing money at you regardless of what price you land on. It's not about the price. It's about connecting with them on the true cost of the problem and getting them to realise the cost of staying where they are right? So when deciding what to charge, embrace the true value of the outcome you promise and ditch the doubt and uncertainty about your experience and what others are doing and instead meet your clients where they are. You will not only multiply your revenue, but also your results. Now, if you're looking to go deeper on this and get a more specific number of what to charge, you can take a look at my free pricing guide for life coaches. You can get that at earnmoreasalifecoach.com forward slash pricing. As I said, it's free and it might give those of you who are looking for more detail a way to dive in and land on an actual price. But the actual price doesn't matter if you ignore the true cost of the problem. You'll no doubt end up undercharging and over-delivering and I want to help you stop that. Until next time, happy coaching. You've been listening to the Earn More as a Life Coach podcast with Victoria Gibson. For more resources to help you get fully booked and create better results for your clients, head to victoriagibson.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review.